On this Feast of the Presentation of Our Lady, here's an important question. What does it mean to be holy? How do we begin to answer that question? Let's go digging around inside the words. In Latin, holy is sanctus, from which we get the word sanctuary, which is divided off from everything else and dedicated exclusively to God. You say, well, gosh, sanctuary, sanctus, holiness, what about the word profane? Good question. The outermost edge of the temple is the profanum. That which is outside of the temple is profane. It is for the use of the world. It is ordinary. It is worldly. It is secular rather than sacred. When something is brought into the temple and placed on the altar, not the table, contrary to some hymns, not the table, the altar, the place of sacrifice. Oh, sacrifice. Sacrum facere, to make holy, to do the holy thing. To make something holy is to place it on the altar of sacrifice and say, all for you. It's yours now, Lord. Do with it what you will. Well, the presentation of Our Lady, it wasn't, you know, gender reveal day. It's a girl. Uh, no. Our Lady's parents offered her to God. This shouldn't surprise us, not just because they were pious, but because of what God Almighty had in store for her. Why do we pray, O Mary, conceived without sin? Pray for us who have recourse to thee. Well, because of her chosen role, what God had designated for the word of the Father would take flesh from her flesh. He would take his humanity, his very body, from her. Why the word must become flesh in order to be our Savior, that's another topic for another time. But that presents a problem for God's plan, doesn't it? Because since Adam and Eve, who said, no, we don't want you to be God, we're, we're fine. We'll do it. We got this. And that turned out so well, didn't it? I mean, look at us. Uh, human flesh and human will and human intellect are in rebellion against God. And as we know, human rebellion, human sin, is contagious. It's inevitable. Anyone who spent half an hour with a child yelling, mine, knows that's true. This is not news. So God in his providence, God being outside of time, applied the saving merits of his son to Our Lady at the moment of conception. It had to be that way. The word of the Father needed flesh and human nature and had to receive the gift of human nature from someone, someone who was not a rebel, someone who wasn't contagious with sin. More than that, she was the vessel. She was the first tabernacle. She carried the body, blood, soul, and divinity of the word of the Father in her body 
underneath their heart. I think that has an effect on a person. But it's not enough to say that she's the first tabernacle. She is the eternal tabernacle. Consider this. By virtue of her assumption, she, body and soul, is present before God. And we know through science, real science, that when a woman conceives a child forever, cells of her child are in her body, in her bloodstream. As soon as she conceived the eternal word of the Father, the word made flesh, she would be a tabernacle forever. So, of course, it is fitting, it is right and just that she is full of grace, that she is holy, she's offered on the altar of sacrifice, which is what it means to be made holy. Two lessons. First lesson, before you know what Christmas is going to be here, I want you to promise me that every time you hear that horrible ditty, Mary, did you know, your head will explode and say that's not Catholic. Mary, did you know that the baby you delivered would soon deliver you? Well, sure, if there's no immaculate conception, yeah, then that makes perfect sense. And if there's no immaculate conception, there's no incarnation, there's no Christmas. This is the song that canceled Christmas. I was once in a church where they were playing that on Christmas, my head exploded. I didn't, have, I didn't always have gray hair. And by the way, but I like it is not a theological argument. So, yes. You want to sing about Mary during Christmas? There's lots of, lots of stuff. Church has 2,000 years of really great music. Go to that. That's number one. Number two, how do we become holy? Is it a sheer act of the will? I'm going to be holy in three, two, one. Oh, go. No, it doesn't work that way. Sacrum fatrere, to sacrifice, to put on the altar and offer to God and say, all is yours. The best we can ever say to God is, imperfectly, I offer you my imperfect love. And that's not good enough for God. The only way our sacrifice is acceptable is to piggyback on the sacrifice of Christ on Calvary made present at this altar. And friends, make no mistake, Whatever we don't put on the altar, we don't get to keep it. It gets eaten by Satan. You know, in the gym they say go heavy or go home. Here it's going to go, ho- can go holy or go to hell. Those are the only options. And what we know on this feast of the presentation of Mary is that holiness makes a difference. Holiness makes all the difference. And we have to decide are we going to cooperate with God's grace or are we going to do something else? May God's holy name be praised now and forever.